Three, two, one. Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host, Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Hey there, Corey. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Good. Um, it, the weeks are just running together. It's just so fast. Oh, Does my it, God. It's, does it feel like yeah. that for you? I'm, I'm, I'm losing hours. I'm losing days. I'm getting sidetracked. And one of my sidetracks we're going to go over because this is really important. Um, so I'm, I just keep getting sidetracked off my darn report. I know. Uh, yeah, I know always... You know the feeling. I do. I do know the feeling. Uh, the, just the, it's like the rabbit hole leads to another rabbit hole. And then pretty soon you don't even remember what you started with, but. Oh, that was me the other day. I literally, I had like 50 tabs open, not exaggerating. It was probably more than that. And I, and I, you know, in my mind, I'm connecting the dots. So I'm like quickly pulling up a tab, pulling up a tab, pulling up a tab. And all of a sudden I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the tabs and I'm like, I don't even know where I left off. I'm like 10 levels down. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Someone sent me an elevator. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. It doesn't so usually happen to me, but I just completely hit a wall and lost it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm not alone. Okay. So. We're going to get, get to some of the rabbit holes you've been down this week. You've got some announcements, plus you're going to give us some of your digs lately on augmented rainfall tech hitting the stock market. That's really interesting. Um, also, we're going to talk about this Chinese spy balloon situation, plus some updates on Nord Stream. Are these pretexts for more war? And then we're going to talk about the House Judiciary hearings on the weaponization of government, plus the Twitter executives testifying this week. And we have to have a little chat about Biden's pathetic State of the Union address. So that was so bad. Yeah, it literally, it literally really was like watching the Hunger Games, like all these narcissists standing up applauding each other over the murder of Americans. And yes, let's keep pumping out those jabs. And then applauding over the lie after lie after lie after lie. It was, it's, I mean, I normally wouldn't even watch something like that, but because we do a weekly podcast, I kind of feel a little obligated, you know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell us about what's going on. Um, just updates with Corey's digs, announcements, and then let's get into this augmented rainfall tech. Yeah, this is some crazy stuff. So, okay. So this week, uh, Friday night, we have the preview, and then next Tuesday, the full episode. I highly recommend. I know this is a subscription only. It's exclusive to uh, Corey's Digs and Solari.com, but uh, the Solution Series episode we have coming out is just it's really good with Ann Christensen on protecting your family through wills and trusts, and she really gets into some um, creative ways and things that I was completely unaware of on strategy on how to do this the best way. And then also uh, in a couple of weeks, we have um, Marie McDonald coming on that has to do more with real estate assets and mortgages and whatnot. And then uh, let's see. Oh, so my book is out in Dutch now. Very cool. Uh, wow. Tom had asked me if I was okay with them republishing it in, in Dutch uh, for the Netherlands out there. And I said, absolutely go for it. So they did that, and um, we'll post so, the link. It's okay. Go ahead. So this is the, the site where you can find it, or 
Yes. Um, so I think I sent you both links, but but we'll be sure to put the um I'm pretty sure you can get it right here. That's uh Tom talking with Catherine Austin Fitz on need the need for a war strategy. And at the beginning of it, he talked about a handful of books, one of them which was my global landscape on vaccine ID passports that they republished in Dutch. So people are always asking me, like, do you have it in this language or that language? Or so so now we at least have one other translation of it. Nice. Cool. That is yeah. very cool. And um, so we'll yeah. leave a and link then, in the description for that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put a link down there. And then uh, so next week, though, we're bringing Elza Van Hamlin back on to get into the nitty gritty of the process of lamb grown meat. And it's quite fascinating um, because, you know, as you know, I've been digging into that and uh, what's going on in the food industry for quite a while, but she really gets down to the meat of it <laughs> right? and goes through the whole uh, scientific processing, you know, in the facilities, uh, what's required. It's, it's mind boggling. So there's definitely something else going on there. And I can't wait to have her on to talk about that. And I actually just last week, uh, she interviewed me on the laundering with immunity. So that's going to be out soon. I know, I think it's already out in uh, her written one is already out and I cannot pronounce the magazine she writes for. Sorry, Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited but, to talk but, to her too. But, Cause yeah. Yeah. But when the podcast comes out, I'll share that. And um, yeah. So let's get into this whole rain tech thing. Okay. So there's a reason why I stumbled down this little rabbit hole, which I'll explain after we play this, but I want to roll this three and a half minute video in a minute here because we have rain, it, rainwater tech is what they go by, but it's rain enhancement technologies is now uh, going to be hitting the stock market. And it's just like it sounds, they're augmenting rainfall and it's, you know, we know these projects have been going on. I mean, cloud seeding was invented back in 1946, I believe it was, 46 or 47. And we know this has been going on. There's a lot of projects around this. But when I saw this, and there was a reason I found this, which we'll talk about next, um, I was like, wow, hitting the New York Stock Exchange, isn't that interesting? So I had to dig a little bit deeper but let's roll this three and a half minute video because they pretty much tell you what this is all about right here. So pay attention to the marketing and then how they're how they're doing this and who it is they're going to be working with. All right. Yeah. So go ahead and roll. Rain. It has sustained human life for nearly six million years, providing clean drinking water, nourishing our crops, powering clean energy and supporting global supply chains. But all of that is changing. Earth's water cycle is being affected, causing more frequent, longer, and more severe droughts. As water issues increase, rivers, lakes, and aquifers are drying up. Crop yields are devastated. Hydropower stations sit idle. Food and other freight transportation slows forest fire threat increases, demand for water outpaces supply, and clean drinking water becomes a luxury, resulting in initiatives to restrict usage. 
Rainwater Technologies' innovative rainfall enhancement solution underpins climate adaptation for all. Rainwater Technologies focused on rainfall enhancement to the drought areas and areas of our country that need rain the most. Rainwater Technologies is responding to water scarcity with a process called ionization rainfall enhancement. Now this process can mimic the nature we know to get the water we need. It's chemical free, environmentally friendly, and globally scalable. This ionization technology works by charging cloud nuclei to stimulate growth into dense raindrops. In Oman, for example, the trial has been running for more than six years and their rainfall has been enhanced by about 18%. 18% means the difference between crops living or dying in a given year. Um, in the future, we are looking at scaling this out across all of North America and Europe and driving recurring revenue for all the companies, insurance companies, oil and gas companies, farms, ranches, large landowners, federal to state to local governments, opportunities across both private and government. We'll be going public on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker RAINY, R-A-N-Y. This is obviously a highly visible ticker. It will be something which the company can rally around, our customers can rally around, Right now with what we're seeing with climate change, there are a lot of companies and people talking about what needs to be done, but there are very few companies that actually have something or the how on how to drive that change. This is a company that can actually get out into the market with both private enterprise and government and drive real sustainable change and really make a dent into what's happening. The world is at a tipping point. Earth's population will grow by a billion people over the next decade and there's not enough water to support all of us. Now is the time for government and companies to come together and act. Visit our URL today to learn more about the leading rain enhancement platform in the world. With the future of humanity at risk, there's simply no time to waste. Okay, so we can clearly see here where this is going. They're talking about getting state and local governments involved they're talking about going across the u.s and europe um whereas the device hey wouldn't that be cool let's have one in everyone's backyard and we can just or on every block and we can have rain whenever we would like there's bigger ramifications to this and so the reason i came across this if we go to the next tab okay i keep tabs on jim young kim I've done a lot of reporting on him. He's a big player uh, that has always managed to fly under the radar somehow. I mean, the guy was the former president of the World Bank. He was the former director of the WHO's HIV AIDS division. He was the co-founder of Partners in Health. The guy has so many connections, which is why they move him around. Because if you want someone to lobby for policies or you want someone to go have meetings with governors or mayors. He's your guy. Uh, so they are bringing him on. They just announced a couple weeks ago that they're bringing him on as um, the, uh, well, here, I'll just read this, but uh, onto their board. So that tells me in addition to hitting the New York Stock Exchange, which I guess I should I should clarify that. So what they're doing is they're entering into a business combination with DMY Technology Group. 
So once the business combination is completed, DMYVI is changing its ticker symbol on the New York Stock Exchange to the ticker symbol Rainy, R-A-N-Y. So that's how that's happening. Um, and that's happening rather soon. So at any rate, they bring on, they're bringing him on as the, um, to the board of directors. And they say, I have long admired Dr. Kim as a global luminary and thought leader on the intersection of climate and public health. And we are incredibly fortunate to have him join Rainwater Tech's post combination board, said Mike Knight, Mike, well, yeah, uh, Mike Nefkin, sorry. He's the co-founder and CEO of Rainwater Tech. Uh, in addition to this exceptional experience and in-depth knowledge of global economic development and public health, he is a tremendously respected leader. With the addition of Dr. Kim to our board, we are strengthening the work we have done to build a team with a keen understanding of the implications of public policy, macroeconomic, regulatory, and technology trends globally as we expeditiously advance commercialization of our rainfall generation technology. So... Jim Young Kim, I mean, we're talking Harvard. There's so many connections. He's been in bed with the Clintons and Gates and Paul Farmer, who recently passed away, uh, for decades. They've been utilizing him for decades for, for big moves and plays, but they kind of keep him out of the news quite a bit. Um, so he's always kind of flown under the radar. And so if we go to the next tab, so then I'm thinking, all right, so if they're going to be so bold as to take this to the New York stock exchange, obviously this is, this is going to be a global agenda, right? This isn't just going to be local. So I start doing a little digging and I mean, we, we all know weather modification has been going on forever, even though they, they love to try and call us conspiracy theorists. I mean, it's, it's is kind it, of like, they're, <laughs> they're right out in the open about it. Like we are actually modifying the weather with our rain tech and putting it on the stock market here. So it's not a conspiracy theory. Right. It's not right. a theory. It's a conspiracy fact at this point. Right. Absolutely. And and this has been going on for decades. And they even have to register their projects. And there's even a whole convention through the UN on this. I mean, you know, it's, it's no different than us trying to explain the adverse events that's coming straight from the CDC. But then we get taken down for misinformation. It's, it's kind of like that. I mean, this is in all of the agencies, you can pull this information up. So at any rate, so I find this one. Now, this is WeatherTech. This is a big company. Um, rainfall enhancement providing they're out of Germany and Switzerland. So rainfall enhancement providing water and food security for a billion people and they just won an award in 2018 uh at the uh ladero sea challenge 2018 vatican as the best solution globally for water and food security presented the world economic forum in 2019 right right so, so congratulations via the vatican <laughs> and the world economic forum so there, there's your red flag right there that's right, what this right. is about Okay. And they've been doing this. So they've been using their tech since 2004 on three continents, but they work specifically with governments. So they, um, they're doing, you know, same thing as the other one, the ionization of the air influencing the growth of raindrops in clouds above, but they have the ability to do things to prevent hail, to prevent, uh, to produce snowfall. Now, 
talk a tad more about that a little bit later, but they say this is, you know, this is all about climate change and sustainability. And as you saw in the video, they showed the rivers and the lakes that have been completely drained here in the U.S. Um, and why, you know, this is needed. And again, I would say, hmm, kind of cool tech, kind of necessary. I mean, geez, wouldn't that have been great had they used this to help put out fires? You know, no, I mean, no, we can't do that because then we're, we can't. But instead, <laughs> instead, let's just drain the lakes and send the water out to the oceans, you know? Oh, my goodness. So they're, they're operating out of Jordan, UAE, Australia, and Switzerland with this one. Um, now, if we go to the next next one, and this is from 2020, we've got this CNN article, China to expand weather modification program to cover area larger than India. And that's creating a problem with India along... <laughs> along the border because think about it if you've got farmers on both sides and you're going well we want more rain today well wait a minute you know well we need a monsoon over here we need those seasons and so it it can become a weapon of war oh yeah and uh that we already know but so so now this is back in december 2020 and what's interesting is when you do a search for like rainfall technology augmentation cloud seeding that type of thing you're going to find a whole lot of articles in 2020 on this in mainstream news which i found rather interesting and kind of makes you wonder hmm what was going really going on in our skies in 2020 so at any rate they say in china this china this week revealed plans to drastically expand an experimental weather modification program to cover an area of 5.5 million square kilometers, which is 2.1 million square miles, more than one and a half times the total size of India. Holy cow. So the State Council of China said, uh, we'll have a developed weather modification system by 2025. In the next five years, the total area covered by artificial rain or snowfall right? Because, you know, global warming, so we need to produce snow, uh, will reach uh, 5.5 million square kilometers, while over 224,000 square miles will be covered by hail suppression technologies. The statement added that the program will help with disaster relief, agricultural production, emergency responses to forests and grassland fires, and dealing with unusually high temperatures or droughts. So it, I didn't know this, it actually seeded clouds ahead of the 2008 Beijing Olympics to reduce smog and avoid avoid rain ahead of the competition. Did you know that? No. That's crazy. So there was a study in which this is not a shocker, and I haven't had two seconds to look at the study in depth, but that was funded by the U.S. National Science Foundation, of course, mm -hmm. published earlier this year. So that would be in 2020. And they found that cloud seeding can boost snowfall across a wide area if the atmospheric conditions are favorable. The study was one of the first to ascertain definitively that cloud seeding worked. Uh, in a paper last year, researchers at the National Taiwan University said that 
the lack of proper coordination of weather modification activity could lead to uh, charges of rain stealing between neighboring regions, both within China and with other countries. They also pointed to the lack of a system of checks and balances to facilitate the implementation of potentially controversial projects. So, uh, and, 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 you know, and they go on to say without regulation, one's country's efforts could affect other countries. So then I'm thinking, hmm, what does the UN say about this? Surely they've got some sort of convention or treaty on all this stuff, right? So let's see how far back this goes. So we have back in 1978, this is the, the next tab. The Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques. So this was put together in October 1978. The convention is of, uh, it's an unlimited duration. It was signed by 48 states of which 16 have not ratified it, but today it has 78 state parties and there's actually uh, a link to that so you can see. And of course, yes, the U.S. is in there. And China was in there, but they talked about a specific region plus Hong Kong. So I haven't had time to kind of, you know, really thoroughly look through that list. But essentially what this does, what this convention is about is this. Under the scope, they say, states parties undertake not to engage in military or any other hostile use of environmental modification techniques having widespread long-lasting or severe effects as the means of destruction damage or injury to another state party and they say that environmental modification techniques is any technique for changing through the deliberate manipulation of natural processes the dynamics composition or structure of the earth, including its biota, lithosphere, hydrosphere, and atmosphere, or of outer space. And if we go to the next tab where I've got page three queued up for you. Okay. So that, that's about, I mean, that's clear, you know, you're not allowed to make a hurricane happen over in another country or do something where you cause constant rainfall, rainfall or snow or anything that's going to cause damage. Right. Right. Which we know. Um, They're yeah, doing anyways. Anyways. So, but the uh, provisions of this convention shall not hinder the use of environmental modification techniques for peaceful purposes and shall be without prejudice to the generally recognized principles and applicable rules of international law concerning such use. The state's parties to this convention undertake to facilitate and have the right to participate in the fullest possible exchange of scientific and technological information on the use of environmental modification techniques for peaceful purposes. States parties in a position to do so shall contribute alone or together with other states or international organizations to international economic and scientific cooperation in the preservation, improvement, and peaceful utilization of the environment with due consideration for the needs of the developing areas of the world. So go ahead and do it, play around, 
Just pretend that it's for peaceful uses. Yes. And, you know, as long as it's coming out of the UN or any of the international organizations, it's all under immunity, it's protected by immunities and privileges. So you may or may not ever hear about it or know about it. But then we go to the, the NOAA Central Library, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And we see here that they have to actually, uh, they say as part of public law, all non-federal weather modification, oh, non-federal, non-federal weather modification activities must be reported to the U.S. Secretary of Commerce via the NOAA Weather Program Office. And as you can see, we've got 92 projects in the making here, and we're not going to go through them all, but... (laughs) We won't go through any of them, actually, but we'll share the link if you guys would like to go through them. There's a lot of projects that have been going on for a very long time. And, you know, much of it is like cloud seeding and rainfall. Um, But if you look under the, if you scroll down where it says activities subject to reporting, I mean, they get into a lot of stuff here, like using fires or heat sources to influence convective circulation or to evaporate fog modifying the solar radiation exchange of the earth or clouds through the release of gases, dust, liquids, or aerosols into the atmosphere. And on and on it goes. There's like, you know, applying shock waves, sonic energy sources, or other explosive or acoustic sources to the atmosphere. It wow. all sounds so fun, doesn't it? Wow. So, so the fact that we've got this hitting the New York Stock Exchange and we got you know, Jim Young Kim behind this, and they're looking to push this across the country. I just got to ask, what's what's the bigger picture here? Where are we going with this um, in the hands of these people, this technology, which we know they always create disaster. And then they, they come in with all their new equipment and devices and their money making, whole new money making industry. So we already know money is a part of it. That's a given. But where else is this going edge because when i start to think about okay how are they going to control our water i mean they could just shut off the water supply coming right into our homes all this infrastructure is already built um you know i don't know what what do you think when you see all this i think they're leaving nothing up to chance because they're banking (laughs) everything on climate change climate change is their justification for totalitarianism it's one of the emergencies one of their go-to emergencies but they have indoctrinated probably what two decades worth of now you know kids and now young adults into believing fully that this is the greatest threat to the entire our entire existence and so they have to actually um make it happen uh and so this kind of tech would give them the ability to manipulate whatever they wanted um to justify their whatever they've said all along oh the world's coming to an end because of climate see how this is happening over here and that's happening over there when all the while they have the ability to create these disasters themselves right right yeah so you wonder what they so obviously if they can do this with um blocking hail and rain and 
they can, could create droughts and all kinds of good stuff. Um, I don't know how that trickles down to the overall control system of our immediate water supply, like by household. That's the part I was trying to picture, you know, are they going to have, um, just say, oh, we have a water shortage, so we're going to shut this off to everyone's homes. But don't worry, we're going to get you some rainfall water here. We're going to work on this, and um, you have to come get in line for your gallons. I mean, <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, crazy, but but these people, you know, they create these industries, they manufacture these industries so they can make billions of money. And then they get the governments to fund it all. And in some cases, it's done because they just need a reason to get money from the government. And it's never really used on that on set agenda. But in other times, it actually is used on the agenda. It just depends on what their motive is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I find this all very alarming and concerning. Yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And I mean, I would just say, generally speaking, trust nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that we're all kind of in that, in that same headspace where it's like, I can't trust anything that they say. Um, right. And so, you know, um, and, and that's justifiable because, you know, if, if they're saying that, um, you know, that we need to raise your taxes um, to pay for all of these climate emergencies because this disaster happened over here and this disaster happened over there when all the while they have the technology to create these kinds of disasters I mean it's really um it paints that picture of you know they, they're yeah. they're in fully in control and they're driving the narrative the direction they want it to go um, right so just uh, I, right. I I have difficulty believing hardly anything these days that they, I know, the regime says. I know. Well, especially with the whole China balloon operation deal. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. All right. So let's talk about that for a second because I'm not buying it. No, no, there's there's a lot going on here. And um, so, yeah, I'm definitely interested to hear what you have to say about it. But just to kind of quickly recap. So America watched as, you know, a Chinese spy balloon traversed across the entire U.S. from Alaska to South Carolina, and it was only once people noticed this thing hovering up in the sky above them after several days of being in our airspace, it was only then that the DOD officials admitted it, that it was there, um, and they allowed it to happen. Uh, but that's when the spin started. And first of all, they were saying, well, we can't shoot it out of the sky. It's too dangerous to shoot it down because of the falling debris. And we don't know what kind of payload it has on it. But then we found out that that was all a lie because they knew about the balloon before it even flew over Alaska. They could have shot it down before it even entered our airspace, but they decided to let it enter our airspace instead and why did they do that well why would you why would they allow it unless they want to weaken and to weaken and compromise america of course but then they could you know that lie didn't work so then they had to move on to the next lie and they said well, you know, this happened three times under the trump administration you know so um as if to but say then someone did, but then someone came out and denied that that happened i don't right, remember who right. that was so 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 as if to say you know 
we know we're corrupt and we're enemies of the United States. We allowed this spy balloon to traverse across the U.S. and check out all of our missile silos and everything. We gave them all the data they they wanted. Um, but but you know Trump did it too, as though that makes it any better. And then that was quickly it turned out to be a lie as well because several top officials, um, including Grinnell and um, several others, quickly came out and said, "Nope." No, not true. This did no, not happen. No, wait, go go back to that map a second. You know what I would be curious? Because like I, I, so I didn't follow this whole thing in depth because I was in deep research at the time. But no, I'm just curious. Did anyone overlay like the airstream going on during this time? I'd be curious to see, you know what I mean? Just the route of how this moved compared to the airstream going across. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if anybody actually mapped that. They this is a map here of like the missile silos in comparison to where. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, to to the direction that the balloon took, which you know kind of paints a a picture for you. Mm -hmm. But you know, so um, several top officials from the Trump administration uh, shot down their lie about how this happened three times under the Trump administration. And then they had to backtrack on that and say, oh, um, yeah, well, about that, um, we just found out about it. So, yeah, while it happened during the Trump administration, we didn't say anything to him, to Trump. Um, We just found out about it. Right. Right. (laughs) I'm not buying one iota of any of this. I know, right? So what was the purpose of this balloon um you know invading american airspace and well we we know that biden is owned by china number one um he'll do whatever they say that's a given but um as you are alluding to there's there's so much more to it than that um we do know that china they want to collect strategic information about our capabilities as they you know, make their preparations for Taiwan. And it could also uh, be a dry run for an EMP attack, which I know there has been a lot of talk about, which um, it looks like the Biden administration would just allow that to happen to us without intervening whatsoever. And of course, this lines up with Klaus Schwab's goal for the next so-called, you know, cyber pandemic. So, but I think that they allowed this to happen very publicly in a very public way. Mm-hmm. And um, and so why would they allow it to happen in a very public way? Um, I think it's in order to manufacture consensus for an escalation towards kinetic war with China over Taiwan. And it's that same old Hegelian dialectic. You know, the government creates the crisis to Mm -hmm. manufacture a a desired reaction from the public in order to offer their pre-planned solution that furthers their agenda. In this case, they allow China to commit an act of war against us. The public is justifiably outraged, and the pre-planned solution leads us further to escalation of kinetic war with the manufactured consensus of the people. And so, um, you know, I want to get your thoughts on that, but you know, here's yeah, our- I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on, but I think we're in cahoots. I think this was all mm-hmm. very orchestrated and staged. Uh, I found this over on DARPA because when I first saw this and, you know, that's my first thought was, okay, what are we orchestrating now? Um, so we have this here adaptable lighter than air 
Uh, this is just one example. I mean, I could go in and probably dig up a whole bunch of stuff. I know back in, I think, 2018, DARPA was doing this whole balloon experiment thing. Um, but the goal of the adaptable lighter than air program is to develop and demonstrate a high altitude lighter than air vehicle capable of windborne navigation over extended ranges. The balloons can fly at altitudes of more than 75,000 feet. While they do not have independent propulsion, the Alta vehicle is designed to navigate by changing altitude and thus taking advantage of different wind profiles aloft. A state-of-the-art's wind aloft sensor is also being developed on the program, which is intended to provide real-time stratospheric wind measurements. So, I mean, I just, to me, I feel like uh, this was intentionally prolonged. It was intentionally pulled across enough states to where people could get enough videos and photos and go in fear and talk about it just long enough to stoke the narrative that you were just speaking of mm -hmm. before they shut it down. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think that um, they're all in cahoots. The globalists uh, want war and I'm including our own government parts of our own government involved in mm -hmm. this they want world war because they want to cover up the economic collapse that they're creating and that that way they can blame russia they can blame china but but again it's a hegelian dialectic create a problem manufacture reaction present pre-planned solution which in this case would be the great the, the solution being the great financial reset after a war right and that yeah. great financial reset is the total digital enslavement and so i think i'm not talking this way to be an alarmist or to scare people further it's it's exactly the opposite because um you know what we need to understand is whether there's a balloon in our airspace or not we are under constant surveillance <laughs> by our own government yet. <laughs> yeah. so uh, you know don't don't be like up. this fool. no more spying Woo. yeah right hate to burst your bubble bud, the government but government saved us they saved us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah right that's where we're at and mm -hmm. um and I think once I actually, after I move on to the next story, which kind of connects to this, I want to kind of reiterate that last point I just made, which is that it is, um, they are trying to have perpetual emergencies. This is one of them. And all of it is designed to create a massive amount of fear so that they can usher in their totalitarianism. Yeah. But, and I'll get a little bit more into that, that as I get into this next story, which connects because um it looks to me like there there's this momentum building for kinetic warfare and here's how i know that i mean we've been in world war already since the covid bioweapon was released and mm -hmm. the global psyop was unleashed on the entire world do you agree with that oh yeah yeah, but the momentum's shifting towards a kinetic phase. I mean, at this point, it's been bio-warfare. It's been psychological warfare. We're moving into a different phase now on top of those things. I don't think those things are going away. I think that that's just going to be another layer of it. Right. And, and here's another example of how we know that momentum is shifting. So this story came out this week uh, with great detail about exactly how the Biden administration and the CIA planned and implemented an attack on the Nord Stream pipelines with the help of Norway, a key member of NATO. So this report 
It's from a whistleblower with direct knowledge, and it explains how they planted bombs under the cover of a regularly scheduled NATO exercise known as the Ball Tops 22, and this was in June of 2022. And then in September, on September 26th, a Norwegian plane dropped a sonar buoy, and that was uh, that buoy, when triggered, would release a frequency that set the bombs off, which it did do that a few hours later. So, but apparently the decision to, the whole planning of this operation was completely done by the Biden administration and the CIA. And the decision to delay the bombing originally um, scheduled in June after the ball tops two and delay that to September 26th was completely uh, it came directly from the White House to the CIA. The White House knew that it would be obvious that the U.S. blew it up if it happened so close to that NATO ball tops exercise. And so they asked for the CIA to create a way, this this buoy system with uh, just like a remote um, ability to set it off at a later time. So to give them so, sort of more cover to make it look like they didn't do it. And... So this is the latest report, and the, the report originally came from Seymour Hersh. He's a well-known, very established uh, investigative journalist. Um, take it for what it is. Um, so it, it well, just... take it for what it is, but take it right out of the mouth of Biden himself. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. I was just going to get to that. <laughs> Yeah, it just confirms what we all already knew at the time. I mean, the story of the Ru- of Russia blowing up their own pipeline was total BS. Right. That made no sense. Um, the threats by Biden and Victoria Nuland were their own admissions. I mean, they were saying the quiet part out loud. And I've got a short clip here just to kind of remind people about what they said, because they knew. I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But, but how, will you, how will you do that? Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So then the pipelines actually blew up. These are the pipelines that bring natural gas from Eastern Europe to Western Europe to keep the European economy going. And they exploded, causing the single largest human-caused environmental disaster in all of history. And again, setting Europe on the road to actual poverty. So it was an unpopular event, and Joe Biden denied any responsibility. In fact, he blamed Russia. Joe Biden and his whole administration told us that somehow Russia, for reasons they never made clear, just because they're evil, had sabotaged their own energy pipeline. Watch this. It was a a deliberate act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pumping out disinformation and lies. So that was in September, and it was obvious from the very first day, well, that's not true. It's not that Vladimir Putin is too good a person to blow up Nord Stream, but, like, why would he? It only hurts him. And, by the way, it really hurts Western Europe. 
But a lot of media outlets repeated that lie dutifully. That's what they do and attacked us as Putin stooges for having questions about it. Well, we know a lot more now. There have been a number of official investigations of what happened, and not one has found any evidence of Russian involvement. And now we have the actual answer to what happened. Oh, the Biden administration did it. For real. Investigative reporter Seymour Hersh, who's been around for more than 50 years, just wrote a piece on Substack that includes this, quote, Last June, the Navy divers, U.S. Navy divers, operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Ball Tops 22, planted remotely triggered explosives that three months later destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning. Now, this piece continues. It's probably the most comprehensive news story you will read this year. Seymour Hersh on Substack, you should read it. And it recounts in detail meetings with the National Security Advisor at the White House, where this was planned, exactly what explosives were used, how they were triggered by what aircraft on what day. So many details in here that it is not possible that it's not true. It is true. And in fact, no one in the high level of the U.S. government is denying it with any specificity and said the White House is just dismissing this utterly false. And no reporters are following up on this. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it mean that this information is coming out now? I mean, going back to my original statement, this is very obviously an act of war committed by the Biden administration and NATO members. And once again, it adds to this momentum that is mm -hmm. building towards kinetic warfare. And we have to, at this point, keep a very be very aware of everything that's happening right now and building up but keep a cool calm and collected head during this very precarious time because these psychopaths who are pushing us towards this inevitability are banking on us panicking and being right. driven by fear i mean they want to exploit that fear in order to justify totalitarianism they they want us to willingly give up our freedoms in exchange for this false sense of a security under the pretext of these perpetual emergencies that they are creating. I couldn't have said it better myself, Edge. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to just be prepared for this game that they're playing and not fall yeah. for it. Yeah. Right. Right. But speaking of um, giving up our freedoms, um, one of the most important ones being our freedom of speech um, so this week, uh, the House Judiciary Committee has been holding hearings on the weaponization of federal government. And, you know, the Twitter executives testified and, of course, they denied their absolute collusion with the DHS, the FBI, CISA, CDC, you name it on American citizens. I mean, we're talking about politicians, doctors, even the former president, of course. So um, there were some good moments that came out of this uh, hearing, uh, just raising public awareness of it. Um, I'm gonna play this one segment by Marjorie Taylor Greene, who called out Yoel Roth, who was a former Twitter executive, for censoring doctors for COVID misinformation, but not taking down child porn hmm. and she explains why so this is good let me show you show you let's see it it's amazing to me mr roth as the head and trust of safety at twitter 
your ability, or should I say inability, to remove child porn. Now, here's something that disgusts me about you. In your doctoral dissertation entitled Gay Data, you argued that minors should have access to Grindr, an adult male gay hookup app. Minors? Really? You know, Elon Musk took over Twitter and he banned 44,000 accounts that were promoting child porn. You permanently banned my Twitter account, but you allowed child, child porn all over Twitter. Twitter had become a platform, you said, connecting queer young adults. You also wrote on Twitter in 2010, can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? In 2021, while you were the director of trust and safety on Twitter, an underage boy and his mother announced a lawsuit against Twitter because, because Twitter was benefiting from and refused to remove a lewd video featuring this boy and another minor. That is repulsive. But you violated me. What, what were my tweets? Okay, let's talk about them. I was talking about the deaths being reported on VAERS. By the way, that's on the CDC website. I was also saying that I didn't think the in any entity should enforce a non-FDA-approved non vaccine or mask. Guess what? A lot of people agreed with me, but you called that COVID misinformation. By the way, I'm a member of Congress and you're not. I also said the controversial COVID-19 vaccines should not be forced on our military. You want to know something? Republicans stop that in the NDAA. L ladies, time has expired. And your time has expired. I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Chair recognizes Ms. Wow, that was that was a good one. I haven't. Uh, I didn't watch any of this. I've just been. Did you watch the whole thing, or did you just see certain just, clips? Out? Just clips. But the oh shit look on Roth's face when she brought that up, he was like, oh, I'm busted. Yeah. <laughs> priceless, priceless. Oh. I did see this one. I did yeah. see this one that you have one, up here. This one's good because um, Representative Mace disclosed how she regretted taking the COVID jab because it caused adverse events. And then she called out Twitter executives who have absolutely no medical background who censored real doctors who opposed the COVID jab. So I'll play this one real quick. Okay. But I have effects from the vaccine. It wasn't the first shot, but it was the second shot that I now developed asthma that has never gone away since I had the second shot. Um, I have tremors in my left hand and I have the occasional heart pain that no doctor can explain. And I've had a battery of tests. I find it extremely alarming Twitter's unfettered censorship spread into medical fields and affected millions of Americans by suppressing expert opinions from doctors and censoring those who disagree with the CDC. I have great regrets about getting the shot because of the health issues that I now have that I don't think are ever going to go away. And I know that I'm not the only American who has those kinds of concerns. Another example of what Twitter has done to censor folks, is uh, from Dr. Martin Koldorf, a Harvard-educated epidemiologist, who once tweeted, COVID vaccines are important for high-risk people and their caretakers. Those with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. The Twitter files reveal this tweet was deemed false information because it ran contrary 
to the CDC. So my first question this morning of Ms. Gaddy, may I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry? I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing- You guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. My next- Yeah, that one was good too. And I know that there, we're inevitably going to get the comments saying, this is all theater, it's just for yep. show, nothing's going to happen, yada, yada. Okay, yes, I know. I'm the first to say that every time that the federal government, it is, it's, it's a whole lot of theater. But at the same time, these clips are being clipped and shared all across the internet. Yep. And, it's, and that does help at least to get the information out. Are these people going to be held accountable? Probably not. But right. Right. You know, I, right now we need the numbers. We need the people to um, understand how to <laughs> stop complying. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent agree with you there. I understand that this is all theater. There's hardly ever any consequences for anyone of significance who's involved in this giant conspiracy to censor Americans, to take us down on off of social media and to social engineer us. I understand mm -hmm. that. However, we are the landscape of the war that we are in it is primarily psychological warfare and part of winning the war is winning the narrative and that means that little clips being shared of true information getting out to the public is helping mm -hmm. us in that war right so that's the important part of the aspect of this. And the, the hearings have gone on through Thursday um, with testimony about government suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Here is uh, Senator Ron Johnson talking about how the Hunter Biden laptop story, which was um, suppressed by government officials and the social media um, in order to interfere in the 2020 election. So Oh, um, also, I saw something about, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, tuned into it, but while hearings were going on, I don't know if it was the one on Twitter or if it was this one, um, how they shut down, like all, was it Facebook, Twitter, and was it Instagram? Or I don't know, I think like three main social media sites um, went down temporarily, as well as the hearing itself. Mm -hmm. Like the feed got cut or something like yep. that. Yeah. Very yeah, tight. they cut the feed. <laughs> nothing nothing suspicious people. there. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's wrap up with one last thing um, about the uh, Biden's State of the Union address. Um, oh, Lord. I, I got a quick, um, you know, kind of recap of everything, of some of the things that he said, but it's all nothing but lies. Yep. And we can um, discuss that, but everything from how white nationalist domestic terrorism is the biggest threat to national security to inflation going down and jobs going up to tackling fentanyl and the border crisis. I mean, it was just chock full of nothing but lies, an absolute joke. So, And um, some Republicans screaming out at him. Mm -hmm. 
Who was the uh, neon glowing chick in yellow? <laughs> Kirsten Cinema, who looked like was an it? absolute I clown. When I first saw her, I thought it was her, but she mm-hmm. looks she looked different. Yeah, yeah, oh. that, that was her. I was All just right. curious. <laughs> All right, let, let me play some of this this shit okay. show here. <laughs> oh, let's see it. Biden is a, a person of vision, knowledge, judgment, strategic thinking to get the job done. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of producing jobs, I will veto it. The last few years, our democracy has been threatened and attacked, put at risk, put to the test in this very room on January the 6th. And then just a few months ago, an unhinged big lie assail and unleash the political violence the home of the then speaker of the house of representatives food inflation is coming down not fast enough but coming down inflation has fallen every month for the last six months our take-home pay has gone up before i came to office the story was about how the people's republic of china was increasing its power and america was failing in the world not anymore Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. Big, you got it. Well, already more than a dozen states are enforcing extreme abortion bans. Make no mistake about it. If Congress passes a national ban, I will veto it. But let's also pass. Let's also pass the Bipartisan Equality Act to ensure LGBTQ Americans, especially transgender young people, can live with safety and dignity. Our strength. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. In the radical left's America, Washington taxes you and lights your hard-earned money on fire. But you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and our children are taught to hate one another on account of their race, but not to love one another or our great country. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. We are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is. Your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. And it's wrong. Yeah, whoever wrote up uh, her speech, that was pretty solid. Yeah. Did you, that, did you watch hers? I watched part of hers, yeah. I mean, her she did have a solid um, rebuttal to that, uh, to that just complete train wreck of uh, State of the Union address that was just nothing but theater and lies. But Oh, yeah. 
Uh, man, it was just all theater and lies, an absolute joke. I mean, at one point they even were laughing at him to his face when he was saying about how we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And Congress literally started laughing at him. And the man is a joke. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be funny if it wasn't so utterly destructive, what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Well, what they're all doing, they all stand up and cheer, and we're going to just continue forward with getting everyone on the jab, and everyone just cheers. Yes, let's take out more Americans. It's disgusting. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I mean, I feel like we're living in a simulation, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the weather's not even real, so. <laughs> <laughs> Is the sun or the moon edge? I don't know anymore. Uh, no, we got to stay sane. We got to stay grounded. <laughs> got to stay grounded because that's what their intentions are is to um, obscure reality so much. You just don't right. even know up from down. Right. Yep. Yeah. Keep our heads on straight. It's another right. been another crazy week, but we survived. Well, and I know you're working on uh, part three of yeah. the whole budget breakdown which gets into all the expenses on food i'm really looking forward to that one and i know you've already found some bombshells there so i i guess we'll be covering that one after our episode next week with elza which um, is perfect because i need to learn yeah. some stuff i mean like the food <laughs> the food system and how they're controlling it it's never been my wheelhouse so i'm having to like learn a lot and yeah. so relying on you and elza will help out ah <laughs> uh, you'll do a good job on it you always do <laughs> all right guys well thanks for joining us today on dig it please be sure to share this podcast we're on BitChute, foxhole gab tv iheart radio odyssey pilled rumble soundcloud spotify stitcher tune in no longer on youtube so please be sure to subscribe to our other channels and we'll see you back next time right here on dig it Thank you.